0: You're listening to the So You Think You're Intuitive podcast. A podcast to help you reactivate, grow and trust your intuition so you can live a more empowered and connected life. Join me, Natalie Miles, spiritual mentor and psychic medium every Wednesday for inspired conversations, guidance and practical tips on how you can work with your intuition in your everyday life because who doesn't want to trust their intuition more? Welcome back to So You Think You're Intuitive. I'm Natalie Miles, spiritual mentor and psychic medium, taking you on this journey to reactivate and trust your intuition are uh, the energy of create the space. Have you had a listen to the June upgrade message yet? Because that is what we're being called to do this June is create space in our lives so that we can bring in the magic. I am definitely feeling all of that right now, and and it feels good. It feels good to surrender it up, be in the unknown, create the space and see what magic wants to come through. One small announcement before I jump into the Q&A as it is a solo episode this week. Join me on June 19th for this month's online circle. This month we are going to be celebrating solstice. There is some really powerful portal energy around that week and so I'm being called by spirit to harness that energy and work together so that we can connect to our intuition and come together as a community to celebrate solstice. There's gonna be guided meditation, ritual, channeled message from spirit, and some connecting to your intuitive exercise as well. It is going to be a jam-packed circle. And if you can't join live, no worries, because a replay goes out to everyone. There are some great Q&As this week. So let's start with the first one from Alicia. Hi, Natalie. My name is Alicia, and I am from St. Louis, Missouri. And my question is... How do you know when you are being met with resistance or if it's simply a trial that you must overcome? Thanks. Oh, this is a great question, Alicia. I know the feeling where it's like when you're feeling that resistance or you're questioning whether you are being tested. And when you say resistance, I'm taking it that you mean that you're questioning Is something for me? Do I walk away? Is this a no? Or is it a test that I'm being asked to overcome to bring something in? Am I being asked to upgrade and is it testing my worth? I like to describe it like this. When you feel resistance, fear, worry, but in your heart, in your gut feeling, it's a yes, those hell yes moments. I take it that you have to keep going, that it is a trial, that you are being tested to up level and upgrade and spirit are asking you, hey, Alicia, do you want to upgrade? And so it is the ego and the fear mind that is creating that resistance But a great way to work out the difference between whether it is a trial that must be overcome or this resistance is that you can work with your guides. Ask for a sign, ask them to show you a yes. If it's a yes, show me this and pick something. Pick something that you want to see in your everyday life to give you that yes, this is what I'm going to do. This is a trial that must be overcome. This is something that I'm being guided to. You can pick a sign for the no instead of the yes, but I'm always a big fan of like, show me if it's a yes versus show me this if it's a no. Another great way is create the space to tune into your guides. I mean, to use the June Upgrade message theme, actually create that space, take that pause, take that time to reflect. Because sometimes when we're feeling that resistance to something, we can want an answer really quickly we can want something now and by creating that space to tune into your guides whether it's a traditional meditation or just sitting down somewhere quiet and calling your guides in and saying hey what is this all about and seeing if you feel anything what visuals come through but just feeling what it feels like in your body so that you can connect to and see does this feel like a hell yes or Am I being asked to walk away and let it go? Thanks for such an awesome question, Alicia. The next question is from Whitney.
1: Hi, Natalie. My name is Whitney. I live in Phoenix, Arizona. Couple questions, so I'll try to make it quick. One, when you're using um, pendulum cards or calling on your spirit guides, any sort of divination, how specific are you in, you know, it being a positive energy or, you know, divine spirit guides, like how specific are you when you call upon them? Um, Someone told me once that um, you could call upon, you know, things that you might not want to. So the more specific, the better. So that kind of like made me weary of it. And then two... Um, I don't want to see anything, but I definitely feel things around me um, a lot. I am very energetically sensitive. Um, So also I was raised very religious, but it never um, really... Resonated with me. I'm highly, highly spiritual, but just not in the context of organized religion. Um, So I've been recently drawn to this path of um, spirituality. And so I would like to communicate or know what this energy is around me. So, how do I know, based on my background of what I was told, that all these things are bad? Is there, do you personally believe, like such a thing as, you know, negative spirits or positive spirits or? having control over like what you allow in and all that and then um, also do you think there is a difference between spirit guides angels and the universe because sometimes when I'm talking I just say I call upon all of it (laughs) because I don't really distinguish a difference Um, but I do want to cultivate a deeper relationship with my spirit guides Um, so thank you so much for answering my questions have a great day
0: Hi Whitney, there is a lot to unpack here and before I dive deep into those three questions I wanted to just channel something that wants to come through um, for you that is a theme that runs through all of this because from all of these three questions there is obviously a lot of fear of connecting to dark or negative energy that religion has instilled in you, that there's a fear of connecting to the spirit world. And as you step into a path of spirituality and working with spirit and step away from the organized religion, there are a lot of questions being brought up for you, a lot of fears being brought up, and a lot of blocks that are stopping you from trusting Your own gifts, your own power, and connecting to your intuition. These are great questions because I hear this a lot from people, especially people who have come from a really strong religious background. So I know a lot of people listening to this are going to resonate with it too. But to sum it up, yes, there are negative dark energy spirits out there because we live in a world of duality where there is light, there is dark. But what's important to remember is that you can control what you allow in. And it is about mindset. It is about if you're setting the intention that you're wanting to call in the high vibrational spirits, that you are keeping your energy high and you want to work with those spirits, that's what you will attract in. If you go in with a state of fear of wanting to connect to that darker energy, yes, that is what you will get back. But when we learn how to ground ourselves, to protect ourselves, to keep ourselves high vibrational, and that we're calling in those high vibe spirits, that is what you will receive. So to touch on your first question around pendulums and tools and calling in spirit guides out of a fear of calling in those negative energies, what I do is before any client sessions, before any guided meditations that I do for anything I'm hosting, and even when I'm calling in in my own guides, what I love to do is firstly, I will call in my guides for grounding and protection. Our cheerleader team and spirit are there to guide us and protect us. So by calling them in, they are holding space to protect you as you call in working with spirit. There is a whole episode on the podcast about grounding and protection. So I would really encourage you to go and have a listen to that. But to sum it up, I will call in my guides. I will call in the masters, the teachers, loved ones in spirit to guide me and protect me whilst I'm connecting. I will then imagine the roots coming out of the bottoms of my feet to ground me into the earth. This is also really important and I go into more detail with that in the grounding and protection episode. But if you create ritual and routine around calling and grounding and protection, you will open yourself up to the good energy, the high vibe spirits that want to work with you. But it's really important that we don't feed the fear. This is why intuition and working with spirit in this way has been seen to be bad or negative or, you know, witches have had a bad stigma throughout the centuries is because of, you know, these negative energy connotations that have been fed by organized religion. And I'm not saying all organized religion is bad. It's just about finding out what works for you, what works for you. And to briefly touch upon your question around when you're calling things in, is it okay to just call in it all versus having to distinguish between spirit guides, angels, the universe? Again, it's about finding what works for you. I like to share that spirit have given us things in the form of spirit guides and angels or the universe for us to kind of break it down. In the end, they're human labels because this spirit energy is so big and it can sometimes feel untangible. like how do you label it what do you pro- how do you process it and as humans we love labels and so working with our guides working with angels working with the universe is a personal discovery and a personal journey and so find what works for you and if you want to call them all in awesome do it just do what feels good for you thank you for these amazing questions. If you want to submit your own question, send me a voice memo to podcast at natalie-miles.com. The info will be on the show notes, but make sure your questions are short. Mention your name and where you are from because I want to hear where you're from in the world. Before we jump into talking about upgrading our love life and our relationships, If you feel cool to rate and review this episode, that would be amazing because it makes this podcast more visible so more people can find it. And if you feel cool to share with a friend or family member, that would be great too. And you can also use the Air app to share clips and comments from this episode with them. I'm working with a company called Air who have an app in beta and they're allowing us to use it before it launches to the wider general public. And it's a really clever app because it allows you to save clips of your favorite podcasts and send them to friends and family members, but also so that you can save it for yourself. And so you're not having to scribble down when you hear those gems that you want to keep. So this is a new mini-series as we talk about living with intuition. So a couple of weeks ago, there was an episode all about how to grow in confidence with your gifts, how to be in, in, inverted commas, the real world and out with your intuitive gifts. And it was all about living with intuition. And to move on from that, then the next couple of solo episodes are going to be about how you can live with intuition in different ways and how you can work with your intuition across different areas of your life. This week's episode, we are going to be focusing on love and relationships because whether you're looking for love or you're in a relationship, it's important to use your intuitive gifts and talents because why not? Why not use your intuition to be able to help you in these areas? How many times have you got a positive or negative vibe about a relationship and you didn't act on it, only to wish down the line you'd acted on your gut instinct? Using our intuition can help us know who to keep in our lives, who to stay away from, and then... Also, when something needs to be addressed in a relationship, when you're in that long-term relationship and you know that you have to have a conversation, you can use your intuition to help guide you on that. Firstly, let's talk about the dating game. Because when we're searching for love, it can feel like an uphill battle, I know when I was dating I wasn't a fan of it I'm not going to lie and it wasn't until I changed my mindset that I really began to embrace the world of dating because we're looking for that deep connection that spark the attraction the passion and the irony is we're living in a time right now where it's it's hard to connect with people And so when you enter the world of dating, it can feel really tricky. We're bombarded with articles about how to manifest a soulmate in 10 easy steps. We're asked to create lists of what our desired soulmate will look like, what job they will have, how funny and charming they should be. Before you've even stepped out the door for that first date, exhaustion has already set in and it's like, oh gosh, here we go again. And you feel the pressure of it. So, here are some spirit led, intuitive driven top tips on how to meet your soulmate. Firstly, don't put yourself under pressure to find the one. If I have to hear about finding the one in a magazine article or even in the films and the TV shows we watch, it drives me crazy because for most of us, we have multiple soulmates in one lifetime that are brought into our lives for learning and healing. It doesn't matter if you're with someone for three weeks, three months, three years, or 30 years, you are supposed to experience that special, deep soul connection with them for that time frame. And what you can do is you can look back on your past relationships and ask yourself, what was the learning from this? What was I supposed to learn from being with that person? Especially the short ones, because they are here to teach us something and for us to remember something about ourselves. I'm briefly interrupting this episode to let you know about a new online workshop that I'm offering called Meet Your Spirit Guide. When we work with our guides, it's a great way to access our intuition because we all have a cheerleader team in spirit that's here to guide us, protect us, and send us those all-important signs and messages but we all have one main guide that's with us from the moment we're born until the moment that we pass over. And this workshop is designed for you to meet your main spirit guide. Through a series of guided meditations, I take you on this connection journey to meet your main guide, to find out who they are, what they look like, what they're about, their personality, their name, and why they're working with you in this lifetime. If you already know your main guide, this online workshop will provide you with greater clarity and understanding of who they are. If you're ready to meet your main guide, this workshop is for you. This workshop is $44, but there are payment plans available too. For more information and how to sign up, please visit my website, natalie marscom or the link at the show notes. Thanks. Now back to the episode. A couple of years ago, I was lying in the bath and my spirit guides came through and gave me messages. And they gave me this really powerful transformational mantra that really stepped me onto a new plane around dating. I was on Tinder, and I was on Bumble, and I was getting really frustrated. And the messages that came through were, was around that I was waiting to be chosen by the guys on the other end instead of me choosing them. And so there was this interesting shift that came around. There had been things in my life where I was waiting to be chosen by others, whether it be being picked for a team at school, a sports team, whether it is being picked for to go to a university or college, or being picked for a job or a career, and suddenly I realised that I've been waiting to be chosen by others, and then this is what this mantra that came through, this phrase that came through my guides, and they just said, "I choose me, I choose me," and it isn't being selfish. It's about when you put yourself first, you're going to become aligned and connected to who you are and what you love. You're vibrating at your highest frequency so that you attract what matches you. And so I started using it with dating. This helps you stop worrying if they are going to reply or not even if their profile looked perfect and you think, oh, this could be it. Oh my God, this is the one. Oh yeah. And you get really excited about it. Get picky and don't try and make it fit as they all could have potential. Be authentic to who you are because the right person is going to want to be with you regardless. And it is about being authentic and choosing yourself. So working with this mantra really changed my perspective around dating. The next level that I started to use my intuition around dating was actually using my spirit guides. My guides came through and were like, Hey Nat, you're not using us to help you find your soulmate, to help you find that match. And so what came through was that I got the intuitive hit to work with my spirit guides whilst using Tinder. So the next time you go on a dating app and you're swiping away, call in your guides first, call them in, ask them for their assistance. And when you land on a profile that interests you, breathe the energy in of that person, see how it feels in your body and ask your guides, show me yes, show me no show me yes or show me no. If it's a yes, your body will feel like a hell yes and the energy will feel buzzy and tingly. And if it's a no, you'll feel the contrast. It can feel cold or heavy. Trust the messages you're receiving. Our guides want us to use our intuition and for you not to go on those first dates you'd rather forget. So don't swipe aimlessly just thinking yes, yes, yes and then suddenly you get into this interaction with this person and you're like why am I talking to them? Be mindful and take that time straight away and work with your guides beforehand and you can actually work with your guides when you're on the date to really connect with that person's energy. I would call my guides in before I would go on a date, I would go, I would do a brief open heart meditation And by working with your own inner guidance system, you realize very quickly if it's going to work or not with that person. Trust what you're receiving. Trust what you're receiving. Very quickly, you will know whether this person is for you or not. Okay, so at the start, I talked about the pressure of writing lists and manifesting your match. There is one thing that comes through from spirit in my one-on-one client sessions when talking about what your potential future partner looks like. What they say is instead of focusing on what they look like and what they have, actually turn the focus back on you. How do you want to feel in that relationship? what are your emotions and feelings it's really important as that we do this as we can focus on what the one looks like or has in their life instead of what it feels like bring it back to the emotions how do you want to feel with this person what values do they have so what i encourage you to do is yeah write a list how do i want them to make me feel I want to feel supported by them. I want to feel heard by them. I want to feel seen by them. I want to feel like we have an equal partnership. Yeah, bring it back to the feelings. I hope these points will help anyone that is currently looking to bring that relationship in. If you are in a relationship, you can work with your intuition to help you improve your relationship too. When you've been in a relationship for a while, it takes work to be together, to make time for each other and to keep the spark alive. We're on this planet to have relationships, but they can also be one of our biggest challenges and life learning by working with your intuition in your relationships, it will allow you to be in tune with your partner, to address any problems before they happen and help you when you make those important relationship decisions. So a couple of ways that you can do this. In a relationship, we can ironically stop listening to our heart and start listening to our mind too much. This happens especially around decision-making in a relationship. So it's important to keep an open heart. So if you're struggling to make any type of difficult decision in a relationship, remember to ask your heart and not your head use the guidance from your guides and use the hell yes, hell no guidance. So tune in. Is this a yes or is this a no? We can also use our intuition to tune into the emotions of our partner. If your partner feels distant or a bit off, we can immediately jump to conclusions and think we've done something wrong or that there's a problem in the relationship. Instead of thinking the worst, tune into your intuition and ask Spirit to give you a message on why your partner is currently feeling that way. You can get them to share this by asking to see a sign or Spirit writing where you ask the question at the top of a piece of paper and you just channel right and see what wants to come through. But if you know how you like to receive your messages from Spirit, whether you see them or hear them or know them or feel them, tune into those gifts and ask your guides, what is going on with this person? What do I need to be aware of? One of the biggest things though, that comes through in one-on-one sessions when talking about relationships is the need to let go of past relationships. We all carry emotional baggage from our previous relationships. And a lot of the time, we haven't done the work on ourselves to let go of the past relationships and emotions that can follow us into a new relationship. How many of you have started a new relationship with the trauma and the baggage from those past relationships that went toxic or sour or you had a bad breakup and you're not trusting yourself to open your heart, you have doubts and fears around being in a relationship. And one of the other things that comes through is if you've ever been cheated on, you know, sometimes it's really hard to trust a new partner. So this is why it's so important because we need to do the work on ourselves, let go of the past emotions so that we can break the themes and patterns. Because It's up to us to break the patterns, the stories, and the blocks from the past relationships so that we can come in ready and open for the next relationship. You can do this with a release letter where you can release ex partners. What you do is you write their name at the top of a piece of paper, and then you write, I release you with love and kindness. And then you write, I release myself from the old bonds. Old ties and old contracts from this lifetime, past lifetimes, and future lifetimes. I release you. It's so important to say this lifetime, past lifetimes, and future lifetimes, because so often in relationships, we have had, we've been doing this many times in the past. And by saying future lifetimes, it's like, okay, I am not doing this anymore. No more. We're not doing this. That's what's really important then what you do is you write down everything you want to say to that person. This is the part where you get all your feelings and emotions out. Write down the pain, the suffering, and everything you never got to say to that person. This is your chance. Whether it takes a page, five pages, ten pages, or even more than that, write it all out, particularly focusing on the emotions the next part is read it out loud. This is because it connects you with your throat chakra. And your throat chakra represents communication and speaking your truth. So this is the part where you get to speak your truth to the world and let all of those emotions out. So you can do this in nature. You can go out into somewhere peaceful where you feel calm, or you can do it at home, wherever you feel comfortable. But it's really important for us to read it out loud to have that energy transference so that we can finally speak our truth around the relationship. And then what you do is once you've done this, you burn what you've written and you release it to the universe saying, I release you, I release you, I release you. And this will help cut the cords to this person. And what I suggest doing is if you have had endings of multiple difficult relationships, do this for the standout ones. Do this for the ones that you still have dreams about that person. They still pop up into your head. You'll know the ones which you really need to do this for. And by cutting these cords, you're saying to the universe, hey, I'm ready. Let's bring in the next partner. But a lot of the time, it starts from us releasing the old baggage, the old patterns, and the old cycles. I have had a lot of clients who have messaged me saying, oh my gosh, Nat, I did these release letters and I met someone really quickly. So there are a lot of stories from people who just needed to do these releases before bringing the next person in. What I suggest doing is doing the release letters first and then doing the list of how you want your next relationship to make you feel. So you do the release, you then write the list of, okay, this is what I want my next partner to make me feel. I want to feel heard. I want to feel seen. I want to feel loved. I want to feel supported or whatever emotions you want to feel from your next relationship but we're here on this planet to experience relationships, to learn from each other, to learn about ourselves, to heal past lives and past life relationships and connect and learn to love because we're here to love. The guided meditation for this week is a cutting the cord guided meditation, all about relationships. So if you are wanting to reclaim your power over a past relationship, this guided meditation is for you. And I must say, I'm not a fan of the phrase cutting the cords. I'm using it because a lot of people relate to it. I find that When we say cutting the cords, sometimes it can be too blunt or too harsh of an energy, like to actually visualize physically cutting the cords from someone. I like to call it reclaiming our power back from that past relationship. So yeah, this guided meditation isn't a traditional cutting the cord meditation. It's a bit different because it's about reclaiming your power the upgrade mantra that goes with this week's episode is I choose me. I choose me. I spoke about it earlier. It is so important within relationships and love. I choose me because when you put yourself first and you choose yourself first, that is when the right relationship will turn up for you. And if you're in a relationship and in a long-term relationship, this mantra is still really important. I choose me because we can lose ourselves in relationships. And by bringing it back to I choose me and being on your path and following what lights you up is so important. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you feel cool to share with a friend, please do. And if you feel cool to rate and review on iTunes, that would be amazing too, so we can help spread the word of the podcast. And yeah, I'd love to hear from you. So if you enjoyed this episode, tag me in a story on Instagram, send me a message. I would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. And I will be back next week with another episode episode of the podcast. Bye.